This is Dale Jr., and you're listening to Dirty Mo Radio. Justin Allgaier, driving the number 7 Branch Chevrolet in the NASCAR Xfinity Series. I'm laying down my upfront and personal thoughts from the track every week just for you. This is Junior Motorsports Upfront, brought to you by K1 Speed. Uh, let's go ahead and do it. First and foremost, we've got Jonathan Davis who's making a return to the Junior Motorsports Upfront program. Is this a special occasion or can we expect more of you? Can we expect more of you? I would hope so. Uh, Justin has taken over all year, so I've been a little busy with the five car this year. So uh, hopefully uh, everybody likes what they hear today and we can get back on the show. So let us know if you approve of Jonathan after the show. Uh, and, uh, and if you don't, just uh, yeah, let us know. Also, we've got the driver of the number seven, Brent Chevrolet, Justin Algar. He hosts, he hosts the Junior Motorsports Upfront podcast on Dirty Mo Radio. Now, Natalie has been handing out, and you'll probably see there are some little information cards on Dirty Mo Radio. If you do not know how to access Dirty Mo Radio, it's free of charge, very easy, goes right to your phone. It's also always on DellJr.com, and you can listen to these programs. Justin gives a behind-the-scenes, completely raw, candid overview of his just-completed race on Junior Motorsports Upfront every week. And it's really good. He's also won a race already this year. That's a podcast that you can always go back and listen to. And that was that. like the best podcast ever. I, I don't disagree, man. <laughs> y'all were, y'all were uh, having a good time. So that's what this podcast is. And they're going to do a little show here today. I hope you enjoy it. Listen, if you guys have time, I don't know if you had planned on it, but we did a Q&A with some fans who had questions at the end of it. Um, that's time uh Time permitting, so we, we have. I'm pretty sure, looking at the show sheet, that we can get through and have time to do some Q and A. So. Good. So be thinking about your questions for Justin and Jonathan. Hey, you can scoot down here. One yep. thing, yeah, they don't like each other apparently. Hey, one thing I want to say really quick. So listen up. We've got people handing out free decals, Appreciation 88 Tour decals. Kelsey is raising her hand, but she's also like four foot seven, so you may not see her. So she's handing them out. You want to get that? Easy on the short jokes. Yeah, Yeah, uh, everybody's. I resemble that remark. Uh, She's handing those out. We're going to make an announcement regarding those decals during Dale Junior's podcast at noon or twelve fifteen. Natalie, what time are they doing this here? Dale Junior is going to be doing the Dale Junior download here at twelve fifteen. So go see Kelsey. There's a couple other people handing out decals. Get you one. Free. Don't worry about it. Also, don't forget, Junior Nation Retail Store has a lot of good deals. We want you to spend your money in there, too. So, all right, guys, take it away. Thank all you, right. Mike. Thank you, Mike. So, so. Welcome. <laughs> really? <laughs> all right, well, welcome to another episode of Junior Motorsports Upfront presented by K1 Speed. I'm your host, Justin Allgaier. And since it's fan day, as we've already kind of talked about out there to you guys, uh, we're changing things up a bit. I'm welcoming back my longtime co-host from last year, the one and only Jonathan Davis. Although Kelsey... Producer Kelsey last yeah. year is a little a little aggravated that she didn't get invited to uh, to join. So yeah. you can come up here, Kelsey, if you want to. You can come hang out with us. We, uh, we want Kelsey yeah. back. Um, all right. So, Jonathan, you've changed. Are you, you stealing your iPad back? Yeah. I was going to use it. Uh, so, Jonathan, you've changed roles this year. Yep. You have. Um, you've had a lot of work going on, but but let's let's talk about. Your involvement with Junior Motorsports, 
right? Because you've been here for a while. I've been here. This is my fourth season at Junior Motorsports. Started on the seven car, and uh, for the record, he left the seven car like when the week Justin they died. announced that I was going to drive the seven car last year. Jonathan was like, "I'm out. See you later." So and Justin okay. and I have a history, though. We've known each other about ten, twelve years yep. back in the Arca days. So Justin's it was. It was kind of bittersweet. I, I got a little bit of a promotion to go be the car chief on our truck team last year with Cole and uh, head that program up. But it was a little bittersweet when I was like, ah, I'm just going to get to work with a good friend. And I left. Yeah, and you left. You left me high and dry. It's okay, though. It's okay. It's, uh, yeah. But now, uh, now I'm back again. Back in this shop, we ran the truck team up the street. Um, Somewhat. Some people probably parked up there today. Yes. Yeah. So yes. if you're parked up by up the street or up there, you're you're near the old truck shop, which is now the storage no, shop. No, it is. Uh, the building's gone. Dog fabrication. Oh, okay. Well, the gone. So. It still says Junior Motorsports on the front, doesn't it? Nope. Okay. Well, I drive so. by it every day. You would think I would realize what's going on up there. So how did practice go yesterday? Uh it was eventful. <laughs> eventful. Eventful. We uh, we were working on working through some things on the five car, some uh, some different options we've tried to get Michael a little more comfortable on the mile and a half tracks. Uh, we found some things that give him the the security and the feel he wants. So, looking forward to a greasy slick racetrack Saturday in the heat. One of the things that's really hard for all of us, and, and I struggled with it when I made the transition back here to Junior Sports and back to the Xfinity Series. You know, as close as the Xfinity and the Cup car are, they're still miles apart, right? Like, there's still a lot of struggles to go between the two. The other side of that, though, is is Michael was in a lot of the same situation I was, where you go to the racetrack every week, and your your hope is to survive, right? When yeah. you're on a on a lower budget, um, not a top level team, you know, sometimes the opportunities you, you can't not take them, right? Correct. You got to go do it and, and try it, and and uh, unfortunately, it just doesn't work out the way that you want it to ever. And so you, you get beat down. Yeah. And, and this sport is all about, I'm not going to say confidence because that's probably not the right word, but, but your mental state. I, I feel like, yeah, and you've seen definitely. this, um, your mental state can make or break a race weekend. If you're in a good mental state, you might have a fifth-place car and run third or second with it. If you have a bad weekend, you take a winning car and run 20th with it. It's, it's really easy to do. the one thing I've been really excited about is to see knowing you as long as I've known you and seeing your um, – your demeanor changed just in the year you've been here. You know, yep. you you ex- went through the exact same things Michael went through. So Michael's a year behind you, and, and and coming through that same transition of just getting by, as you said, right. through the Cup races, and and now you know last year you competed right up to the end in Homestead for a championship, and, and I don't think that that's out of the question for us in the five car. So. I want to see four junior motorsports cars. How many of you like? How many of y'all would like to see four junior motorsports cars in the final four to, at Homestead? That'd be pretty cool, wouldn't it? That yeah, would I didn't figure anybody day. would be uh, anybody would be disappointed. I think the boss man would be happy. Yeah, we did fifty percent last year. We had two cars eligible and got both of them in. So I feel like is that Josh Berry, by the way, pulling yes, up. Josh, yeah, Josh Berry's if cleaning the crowd. Autograph right there. Yeah. Josh Berry is Josh pulling Barry. up to the, gate. On the window of his truck. Uh, 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 yeah, so I, we had 50%, but we only had two cars, so we got them all in. So yep. if we could do 100%, I'm not sure I'm not sure NASCAR would like that a whole lot. No. I don't I, think that I would be on their they would, I don't they think that would be on their list of things that they would like to see, but um, yeah. So the other part that's cool here, and y'all are here, so you know what we're talking about. So when people listen back, 
they're not going to be seeing what we're seeing. So, so I'm, I apologize to everybody that's here. But actually, I don't apologize because y'all are the ones that are getting the benefit. How cool is Fan Day here Fan in Day Rice, is, right? Fan like, Day is really great. It's, I was worried yesterday because they talked like there was going to be a lot of rain and they might make our practice from yesterday today. I was told that no matter what happened, that we would cancel qualifying and practice Saturday morning before they attempted to run anything on Friday. Well, that's and good. the only reason, the only reason for that is the reason why we have Friday off, and that's for you guys. That's for the fans because they, they knew that all, a lot of the teams who were yep. going to have you know, different events going on and whatnot, and so they actually made the decision to to cancel qualifying. No matter what. Had, no matter what, we there were going to no we be nothing today. So that was, that was really cool. And, and it is good. It's everybody's home here. Everybody gets a chance to come out, see the fans, see the shops, and enjoy some of the stuff that – you know, they wouldn't normally get to see if they were at a, a Dover or a Pocono or anywhere like that where, you know, now they're going to get to see the races, see the racetracks, see the shops, and see their favorite drivers. How about so, y'all? Can y'all give a hand to all the, the vendors that came out here, all of our partners that, yeah, that, this is, I mean, it's incredible to see. I mean, I was eating ice cream and pizza, and you can go sign up for Speed Perks at Advance Auto. Uh Brands here, they got a display with a choke car on. I didn't even make it past there. I, yeah. I think nationwide, I see the nationwide uh, tent down there. I didn't even make it that far. I haven't made it all the way in either. I, I made it to the Hunt Brothers Pizza, if you, if you can tell. Yeah, I did too. Yeah, I did too. Um, the weather, we talked about it. Yes. At least it's beautiful today. It I is. apologize for any of y'all that came out here yesterday and got rained on. Because I know that the, we were hoping that the rain would stay away. We got rain on a little bit of the track, but not too bad. It wasn't, yeah. It, but they, they sped up. We had a little bit of a penalty for Richmond, and they deferred it from Talladega because it rained in Talladega. So we had a 15-minute penalty while they let us out early because they thought it was going to rain again yesterday. So we still have to serve five more minutes in Dover next week. <laughs> I thought they were just going to give you a freebie and I you were out. I thought so, too, but uh, no Nothing like luck. dragging a penalty out like five weeks out. Yeah. No. I, that's what we'll I told keep, him. I was like, we'll keep I just, just dragging it out. You know, just keep going. We'll, we'll, we'll get it in. You got 37 seconds to yeah. wait to the next one. Unfortunately, I think that's about where we're going to be at. Is yeah. We're down to, you know, one or two minutes now. So. It's good times. Um, you've kind of already talked about you coming over back to the five car, but how about let's talk about Junior Rush Sports as a whole. So I'm pretty sure when, when Dale and Kelly and, and Mr. H envisioned what was going to happen here, they never really thought that there would be four full-time cars with a part-time fifth. Because I'm pretty sure the building was built to be – like, they built the building and they said, okay, we're going to build a building bigger than we could ever use. And, and it's busting at the seams. Yeah, now we're building on. We're adding on to the back. Uh, yeah. It's it, been crazy. It has been a, a huge undertaking. And there's a lot of the people – you know, we get to go to the racetrack and, and people kind of see us. But there's a lot of guys back here at the shop that are doing an unbelievable job, you know, picking up a fourth full-time car and a fifth here and there for four races, six races? Four races, I think. Four races. So it is a huge undertaking. When we went to Talladega last week, there were, or three weeks ago now, last race. Last race, um, There's, you know, the shop is literally cleaned out of people. We take dang near everybody, everybody yeah. and, and it's all hands on deck. And it, it's good in a, in a sense, but it, it does, it puts a strain on everybody, but... Everybody has really stepped up in the shop. The fab shop has done an amazing job pumping cars out and uh, keeping the quality where it needs to be. So, how about, how about did any of y'all go on the tour? 
today? Has anybody gone through? Nobody went through? You went through yesterday? How was it? Was it good? Same as it was last year. I feel like I feel like that happens a lot, though. We got guys and, and gals that come through, and they come through multiple times. But like, it's fan day, yeah. Right? I mean, we're, we're, by all sense of the word, like I feel like there probably should be nobody in there working, and yet those guys are in there busting their butts yeah. to make sure that we got race cars ready to go for the next race. So that's really cool. Yeah, definitely. There's a lot of changes coming up. There's some uh, you know arrow changes that have to be made for different racetracks we've got road courses we've got the composite bodies you know there's all kinds of things that chug along through the year that you just got to adapt to and and change some of the procedures and the things you do to to keep up with it so we've talked about michael and getting him acclimated to everything so we added michael this year but we also added william byron which has done an awesome job amazing job yeah i mean the mile and a half stuff he's been spot on um the short tracks He's been really good at, but I would say his, his Excel has been the mile and a half. Um, that's been cool to watch. You know, as a company, I mean, we've literally gotten all four cars up to speed right off the right off the truck, which is very which good. is hard to do. I'm not gonna lie. I mean, that's uh, if you look at other companies, you usually see you know the struggles of two or three cars. You know, one runs really good and the others kind of struggle. You know, and, and I feel like we've got competitive cars each week that. I would say Joe Gibbs Racing and us are the two that have yes. that have been able to add and and not really feel like we've lost a whole lot. You know, that, correct? Like I, I agree with you. There's a lot of other teams that they go, okay, we're going to be two, three, four, five, six cars, and you just see a gradual decline in performance. Yep, and and, and that's what I was kind of speaking to is everybody has really stepped up their game this year and and put together four great race cars each week and competitive race cars. So that hands off to everybody at the shop here and all the guys and gals, even upstairs, you know. It, it's everything, you know. Monica's down on the floor every day uh, working on decals with, with the shop guys, and it, it's, a, it's a whole team effort. So thanks to everybody there in the shop that, that gets all that done. But we, I, I feel like each week one of our race cars can win the race. And I'm okay with that. As long as it's a seven car, I'm good with yeah, one I'm, I'm not, though. I, I, this is where we have an argument. <laughs> no, there's no argument. Like, I mean, I think, though, legitimately, um, you know, one of the cool things about our shop is as competitive as we are and as much as competitors as we, as we are, you know, we all want each other to succeed as well. I mean, I don't know that any of us want the other one. I mean, granted, if you're chasing a guy, like, like in Richmond, Elliot didn't want the last cost to come out because he wanted to beat me, right? Exactly. But on the flip side of it, we were going to race it out for a win, and then the caution came out and screwed us all up, and neither yeah. one of us won. So that was not cool. Yeah. We did win the dash for cash, I guess. It, yeah. Yeah, all, 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 all things considered. The seven car, I believe, has won the dash for cash. Three of the last four. But in whole, since I've been here. A lot. The seven oh, like, car has cleaned them out. Over fifty percent. Thank you to Xfinity for that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the the folks from Xfinity are here, and Dale's here. Dale's driving in in his pickup truck right now. That's like the coolest pickup truck. Old S10. Oh, I mean, I'm pretty sure it's the original, his original one. But that's okay. So so Dale used to run the service department. Yeah. Right. And we okay? Natalie's not tall enough. Oh, somebody needs we, – we need somebody from our group that's a little taller. Uh, so, 
we um when when Dale was you know running the service department, his big thing was like, you know, his stuff had to be nice and oh, clean, yeah. and he still takes as good a care of his stuff now as he did back then. So, um, but yeah, I mean, I feel like the seven car has won a lot. Like they've won a lot. Oh, the dash dash Regan had, Smith yep. did a great job and and won some You've dash won it twice. Three out of the three, last four. Three out of the last four. Yeah, I'm a little bummed about Bristol. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, but that's okay. It happens. We but we did win. Off. We did win a race at Phoenix, so that was cool. And all three of my that, competitors and Dale that came race to victory there. I, I, I'm not gonna lie. I'm a little biased to the seven car. Um, I put three years in on that car, and that that group of guys is one of the best group of guys I've worked with. There's guys that have been racing uh, all the way back to since Ben Hur was racing chariots. Your car chief, <laughs> yes, Mr. Um, Wilburn, Billy Wilburn, but um. That group of guys, and and to see you guys be so close all last year, and finally get that win, I w- I think I was as excited for you guys as you guys were. So uh, that was a great day to see you. Ashley was there, you know. Everybody was there. Harper wasn't though. My daughter, the, my daughter has missed out on victory lane every time uh, I've won. Whether it's a dirt car, whether it's NASCAR, doesn't matter. She's missed out on all of them. And I won't lie to you, uh, like. I see other drivers win, and they have, like, their kids in victory lane, and it's like, ah, man, it's like a knife to my heart. Those of you that have kids will understand that. Those of you that don't, the the good thing, though, is Mr. Brandt was there. Mr. Brandt was there. That's actually, uh, so those of you that listen to Jerem up front, you heard the podcast we did on the plane on the way back from, uh, on the way back from Phoenix. Uh, I actually waited. So we had cold pizza. And uh, they might have had a few glasses of wine on the plane. And it was one of those podcasts that just, <laughs> it just flowed. Like, it was it was just a lot of fun. We had a good time. But the Brants have been a huge supporter of, of mine and, and obviously now at Junior Motorsports. But I was wondering if we were ever going to get them back to Victory Lane. Because, you know, Rick Brandt every week tells me to cause a party. Cause a party. That's all he wants. He wants to go to Victory Lane and cause a party. And it's like, man, I... I I wanted to get back there. Yeah, and we did. We finally did it, and that was that was cool. And there's been a lot of bad luck that is that has plagued the seven car. Yes, I don't know how many photo finishes and video reviews we've gone through, and leading at the end of races and getting wrecked and uh, whatever crap happens. Yeah, that's and why they run all 250 laps, right? <laughs> yeah, some races I wish were like 246. Yes, like like Richmond. Yes. That would have been amazing. Richmond's a sore spot for the seven car two years in a row. Two years in a row, yes. Yeah. But it was kind of fitting. So uh, two years ago, I got crashed by, by Brennan Poole and the DC Solar car. And <laughs> yes. then we won at Phoenix, and it was the DC Solar 200. So I don't know if that was God being like, hey, here you here's, go. Here's a, here's a little consolation prize. Consolation prize. But it was cool because I, I actually know the guys from DC Solar, and they were, they're were they really cool people, and, and um, they were they were happy to give give me the trophy and it wasn't it was nothing was intentional with, with right. Brennan like Brennan and I have you know friends and it was nothing intentional just short track racing yes you know it's funny um everybody always has this thing where they say oh man that's just racing one time Rick Brandt told me he goes listen I've not been around this whole racing thing for a long time but that sucks like when people say oh man that's just racing he goes no that's not the answer you give me yeah like in business world, that's not the answer. Like, yeah. you don't just say, "Oh, that's just farming." Yeah. Like, uh, well, we didn't. And make I much. say, well, Our I don't. Know. Aren't that great this year? That's just farming. You're right. Like, I don't know how to answer that though. I said, I mean, I, I mean, I started racing when I was five. I've been around it my whole life. That's what I've heard since I was 
you know, a yeah. baby. And he's like, well, I don't like it. Let's let's replace that with all we do is win or something. And I was like, well, I'm okay with that too. <laughs> Not sure that it'll work out that way. You, you, you <laughs> Our next topic, how many of you know who Doug is? Anybody? Has yeah. anybody watched our JRM 360? <laughs> You're Doug right there. Has anybody watched JRM 360 that knows who Doug is? Oh, we got a couple out there. Okay. Yeah, Natalie. Natalie watches JRM yeah, 360. Natalie has enjoyed Do you Doug. actually go back and watch them? Okay. I mean, I watch them, but I mean, if I was on it, like, I don't go back and listen to our podcast. So I don't know if the the whole backstory on Doug has ever been told. So you wanna, you Doug, wanna... Doug showed up. At the beginning of the season, when we signed the fourth deal, the the fab shop was kind of understaffed, and it was trying to find people. Get Hold the on, right real people. quick. We we started this fourth team, and at that point, we still really hadn't hired anybody new. Right. Like because, it, not that there wasn't quality people out there to hire, it just the 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 circumstances weren't fitting in properly. Right. So we hadn't gotten any employees in the shop, and and. The crab shop felt like they were getting a little too close to crunch time. So the the retail store was cleaning some stuff out, and a mannequin showed up in the middle of the shop. Well, one of the guys back in the back, Boyd, he decided that, hey, can I take him for a little while? So the next day we came in, and Doug is holding a welder. Looks like he's been welding on the car all night. So it went on for months. months. You'd, you'd come in, and Doug would be in another position somewhere else in the shop working on something. The he best, had the best uniform me, shirts. He had it all. Well, he the was, best one for me was when he was sitting in the, the – we have a, a car back there that we mount seats and things in. Yep. And he was sitting in the car. He had a cigarette hanging out of his mouth, and he had the, had the you know, finger up in the air. And you walk through, and it's a little bit awkward. I'm not going to lie. Like, seeing a random mannequin just – different places, but especially like in the car and you're giving somebody, you know, walk through or whatever and right. be like, Oh, okay, there's Doug. All right. Doug is everywhere, trust me. So we had the bright idea that we would take him to Talladega and, and kinda do a spoof on the movie The Hangover. Yeah. Well hang on. Let's 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 be clear. The spoof on the movie Hangover didn't come over or didn't didn't come about until afterwards because of how eventful Talladega was. Right. Like like Talladega trip was supposed to be pretty subdued. And, you know, not really well, we like... Were, we were going to introduce Doug to the fans and the fans to Doug, which went well. We didn't realize how well it was going to go. It, the it, fans actually loved Doug a lot more than we had anticipated. Yes. So, um, Some of which couldn't be shown on TV. I will <laughs> tell you this. I, I drove the motorhome down to Talladega, and I set Doug in the passenger seat, and he'd drive past the tractor-trailer driver, and he'd look over at you and do a double take. But I will say this. Having him in that motorhome when I'd go to the back and come back, like, you'd see a body laying on the couch or wherever, and it would literally make you jump. Who's in here? Oh, it's only Doug. Never mind. <laughs> but so we made a great spoof of the movie and, and had a blast with it. My crew chief, Jason Stockard, and uh, our front mechanic on the five car, Adam Wright, we had a blast with it, and Natalie we and duct taped him to the golf cart. Yeah, we and drove around the boulevard. We did with Doug on a golf cart. It was pretty spectacular. It, it was a good time. Not gonna lie. So Doug is Doug has been asked by some racetracks to come to other other well, places. Well, if he, if Doug is leaving the shop again, he needs a Junior Motorsports crew shirt on, hey. not a Pilot crew shirt. <laughs> 
because I feel like I feel like Doug has been lured into the five car a little bit too too heavily, <laughs> and it's time for that to to come back a little bit. Well, I'm okay with a with a shop, you know, as okay. long as it's Junior Motorsports. But I mean, I feel we, like we can make him an honorary pit crew member for the seven. I mean, he called the race in Talladega for the five. The videos from the pit stop are from Doug. I I, I don't sat disagree. On the pit box. He even had his hand out over pit road. <laughs> it was great. So, well, tuning up for Charlotte Saturday in the yeah. heat. Now we practiced yesterday, and I believe it was like seventy. It was cool in overcast, and it's supposed to be ninety-ish. Yeah. So if y'all are coming out to the racetrack tomorrow, sunscreen, sunscreen. hydration, water. Uh, I'm not going to tell you you can't have a few Dale's Pale Ales, but uh, probably mix a few waters in there to go along every with Every other. It. Yeah, every other. Uh, it is going to be hot. And it Charlotte is. is not a racetrack that you want to be hot. No. Now, I'm not sure that you want it to be cold either because we saw that with the All-Star Race. When it gets cold, it gets a little too around the bottom. Yeah. But when it gets hot, I'm not sure that the walls are tall enough for... To keep them all in. Yeah, to keep everybody in the racetrack. Now... We did get VHT, or PJ1, whatever the stuff's yeah, called. PJ1. They diluted it, though. Yeah, I didn't. They mixed I, it I was 50, 50, 50 with water. This. You driving, did you see or feel a difference? I saw it. Uh, it is probably a little too slick to run on right now. So, you know, going up to the top up there, I was expecting to be like Superman, right? You just drive in on the top, and this thing's going to... Just like suction cup to the ground, yeah. and off you go. Uh, it did until like three-quarters of the way around the corner. I was back wide open, and I thought I was Superman, and then it was like... Took grip, off. Yeah. grip level zero. Yeah, grip level zero. So I, and I about hit the wall. Actually, TJ was like... He started to say something and kind of like kept the, the microphone keyed and didn't really know what to say, if he should even say anything at all. He's like... Nice job, buddy. That was a good one right there. I'm like, that's when you know you've done good. When your spotter tells you that you did a good job not wrecking it. Uh, and the next lap you came into the garage? Not even, like, yeah, that was three and four. <laughs> and, like, I just off the gas, coasted to the bottom. There was gather my thoughts back together and I'll see you in a minute. Gather my thoughts? I was gathering my shorts back up. What are you talking about? <laughs> that's, that is the one thing that I'm... I would love to feel that sensation, you know, that, I, I don't know. Okay, hold on. Yeah. You're telling me, <laughs> you're telling me that you would want to put yourself in a situation where your butt cheeks are so tight and puckered up <laughs> that you're literally dragging the carbon out of the seat underneath of you. I don't That's know if I you go want. that far. That's what he's telling me right now. Just the, uh, the, the adrenaline of that, that uh, getting sideways and. No, it, here's the problem. Here's the thing. What we do is fun. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna deny that at all. Like what we do is a blast. Like I love, I love racing cars. But those moments are the moments where, like, I have. I'm. I'm 30 years old and I have a head full of gray hairs. I literally am plucking. At least you have them. Well, I do. At least I do have hair. I, like I've literally gotten to the point now where I'm like plucking eyebrows that are gray and my beard is turning gray. Now I don't know if that's my daughter as much as it is the racing, but I can tell you that like yesterday I gained five gray hairs. Instantly, <laughs> guaranteed. Like it just, it just happens. Yeah. I'm not sure that I would like. That's the thing that I don't know that you want anybody to ever experience. But I mean, I guess you're going to, to each his them. own. Yeah, <laughs> to each their own. I don't know. I personally, I, uh, I could give up those moments and be okay with it. <laughs> like, I'd be perfectly okay with it. 
I, I, I'm, uh, I'll take my shot at it. All right. Have you ever driven? I mean, Doug, Doug was vying for your ride. He was. He was trying to steal it. He was, like, in my car, setting the seatbelts. Like, the worst part is the guys in the shop were helping him. Oh, yeah. Like, it wasn't like... Doug's a likable I mean, we did, guy. I, I guess we didn't win a race last year. So maybe they thought, well, it's time to give him the boot. Doug, I don't know. Doug's just a likable guy. I mean, all the fans liked him. I'm not sure that he would... Uh, I'm not sure that he would fare well in a race car. He's a little tall for my seat. He He's that he is. Head was in the roof. Most people are tall for your seat. Yeah, thanks, Jonathan. <laughs> you, you you might fit in my seat. I that's am the worst one part. inch taller than you, and it might as well be a mile. Yeah, exactly. I always say I'm six foot five, and no, they just five, was six. They it was a typo. Yeah, yeah. but uh, hey, five, it looks six. good on paper, right? Yeah. Like I always wanted to do that when I played uh, like played soccer. You know, when I was a kid. Justin I always wanted Algar's. to be like six foot. We, oh, we, we switch the number, then come running out on the field and be like, "Oh, well, what what where, happened to this guy?" Where's you Justin? Know. So well, I, I mean, Mike Davis wanted to do Q and A, right? I believe so. What we got time? I'm I think we do, right? I think we have plenty of time. I think we do. You guys want to do some Q and A? Yeah. Okay. I see lots of heads bobbing. All right. All right. We listen though. No questions are off limits, and don't be shy. All right. That's all I'm gonna say. So I'm going to fill in for Mike Davis. Does anybody have any questions for Justin or Jonathan? These guys are over Don't here. all raise your hand at once. Okay. Right They're here. shaking their heads, yes. I don't even know who to pick here. Okay. Who's your question for? Justin. And what's your name and where are you from? Jeff Tompkins from New Hampshire. I like it. Um, the guy was going pretty good yesterday, except for that. <laughs> yeah, except for the one big wiggle, yeah. So you think you're – what time is um, qualifying tomorrow? I think we qualify like 1030. 10 or 10.30. Okay. Um, you know, the big challenge for us, like we just talked about the weather. You know, that that's the hard part that you can't, you can't really, you can't really practice for, right? Like, so when the track's cool, the grip level's different. The, the So as the grip level's different, the cars are going to travel differently. Um, you know, the front end might be perfect, and the, the, the front splitter might be perfect to the ground in practice. We start the race, and it's a mile off the ground because you're going 20 miles an hour slower into the corner. So that's, that's one area that, that these guys and especially the the crew chiefs, you know, that's that's something that they really pay attention to. We worked really hard yesterday, just long runs. I mean, I think each each practice we fired off at either like a 15 or a 20 lap run run for both practices, and and that was something for us that a lot of times we get a false a false positive. You know, you, you get used to this car's really good for five laps, or it's really good for three laps or two laps, whatever it is. Then you start the race, and you're like, man, I am terrible. Like, yeah. I am absolutely terrible. So for us, yesterday was like, okay, let's get a let's get a balance change, see what the car does over the long run. Uh, let's let's just, you know, not worry about the speed. You know, where we're at on the, on the leaderboard doesn't matter at all. Let's just go out and see what we can do. First practice, obviously, we were pretty good. I think we were eighth in practice. Speed-wise was really good. Second practice, we waited about 20 minutes, uh, which, which was a detriment to where I feel like we should have been on the, the leaderboard. But on the flip side of that, we weren't really looking at the leaderboard to be like, oh, hey, that's our, that's, you know, we're, you know, that's that's not what we're going to go off of. We're going to go off of, uh, we actually have a program where every lap gets plotted onto a graph, and we can actually go through and look at every car that runs a lap. We can plot their, their laps on a graph, and we can do it by lap number, or we can do it by time of day, 
and see where everybody's at. And that's a huge tool for us. Yeah, that's the biggest thing, especially at Charlotte. Charlotte's yes. one of those places that changes so much with track temperature. Yeah. So, you know, Jason and I talked about that yesterday. We were we started to, to trend toward the tight side of our car, and, uh, you know, we were starting to free it up and just reminding Jason and the two engineers, hey, you know, just remember – Saturday, it is going to be 90 degrees. Yeah, I told him, I said, wherever, we, wherever we're wherever we at right now, even though we're a little tight, probably go ahead and tighten it up a little yeah, bit for just Saturday. a little bit 90. more. You know, I go back to looking at Friday, last Friday, watching truck qualifying. Those guys practice Thursday in the cool, cold yeah. air. And like you said, they were Superman. They went out there <laughs> in, I think they qualified at 3 o'clock or something. Middle of the heat. And... and Everybody, like everybody had a moment in yeah, three and four. Yeah, turn three was brutal. Those guys so, were miserable. You know, that's Charlotte is one of the places that does have, take a huge change with temperature. You know, and there's some places you go that it could change. It doesn't change at all. Like Dover. Yeah, Dover. It can be cloudy and rainy, and you'll run one speed. And it can be 150 degrees in middle of the afternoon, and you run the same speed right afterwards. So. Yep. So that you know, just keeping up with that trend, and you know, the driver telling you throughout practice—that's the feel I need. Not so much looking for a, a lap speed or, or, or a time. You're looking for that feel that, hey, I know I'm 20 laps into a run. I need this feel now. Yep. So to answer your question, I think our car's pretty good. <laughs> the extended version. Alrighty, we got a question over here, guys. State your name and where you're from. Uh, Sean from uh, Hickory. Perfect. So, uh, questions for Justin. With the uh, schedule changes next year, you got the Fall Charlotte race going to run the Roval. How, how much of an adjustment is going to be to get, it, since it's not a full road course and not a full oval, how, how hard is that going to be to adjust uh, uh, with both terrains? You know, I think it's going to be really hard. Uh, oh, we're losing our, our banner again. Sorry, Natalie. Natalie yep. has a little bit of a panic attack. Yeah. Y'all didn't see that. Don't, uh, you didn't see anything. Uh, um, it is going to be really hard. You know, I, I would say that the hard part, too, especially for us, is we don't really know what to take there for a car, right? Because even though technically it is a road course, it's kind of an oval, too. You run, you know, basically from turn, middle of turn one and two all the way around three and four. So, I mean, you know, the, the normal stuff that we do on an oval is going to come into play. But then again, the normal stuff we do on a road course is going to come into play, and you're going to have to have big brakes. And I don't gearing. Know. Yeah, gearing is going to be gearing is going to be key. Probably a lot of first gear in the middle, and a lot of fourth gear on the on the oval. <laughs> the other part though that's got me kind of freaked out is at Charlotte. I'm a I'm a big fan of one and two. I could I could lop three and four off of Charlotte and be perfectly happy. Like nope. Yeah, I know. And now we got the other way around. I'm like, dang. Why could you flip that thing around? But. Um, the only advantage, though, is, you know, a lot of times our car setup at Charlotte is dictated by how hard you land into the corner into turn one. Turn three, there's no, there's no, not, nowhere near the transition. You don't, you don't bounce off the racetrack. You don't bottom out and in, in, in two to three and four. You only do it in, in one and two. And so uh, for us, you know, I feel like that's probably the only saving grace is that we're not going to have that same same, same sensation. Uh, on the flip side of that, road courses are road courses. The Xfinity Series has a lot of um, diversity in the fact that there are guys that know how to race road courses. There's a lot of guys that have no idea what they're doing. Uh, like, it's kind of everywhere in between, right? 
And so now you've put this as a chase race, and you're gonna have to you're gonna have to survive to to transfer the next round. And and we also have the five minute clock, which on a road course is brutal. Like I don't know how our road courses are gonna go this year because I don't know that a road course that I've been to yet where we haven't had half the field in the garage for more than five minutes trying yeah. to fix their stuff. So the good thing is, is the five minute clock doesn't work on mechanical. How many times have you seen a mechanical issue at a road course? Yeah. Transmissions. Well, I'm more thinking about, I remember very vividly uh, Montreal one year. Stephen Wallace was, like, he went by me, and I was looking at his, dri- like, we were driver door to driver door. It was <laughs> spectacular, right? Like, and he went across, like, so turn turn one was to the left, and turn two was to the right. And he was like, he went from the front straightaway at the start finish line all the way almost to turn three. Yeah. The Ooh, wrong the, way. Yeah. Straight. It was it was spectacular. Stephen. All right. Anyways, he's got a door bumper clear shirt on, so I'm not sure if we can take. I'm not sure if we can take this question. No, I'm just playing. I love those guys. Right, although, although I will say real quick, Brett and I had it out at Talladega, and that actually sparked a conversation for their next DBC that TJ and Brett got into it. So it was quite the quite the deal. So, anyways, go ahead. Yeah, we might have made national news with that one. We did. Yeah. <laughs> What's your question? Um. I don't want the politically correct answer. Oh, okay. The JRM crew chiefs and crews, how much do they really share information? I'll tell you, um, this, this, this is going to sound really odd. I've never been in a race team that shares as well as we do here. Um, you know, it, it is really hard because, like last year, Ellie and I were the two full-time drivers. And we honestly, driving style-wise, are polar opposites of each other. Like, it's it's... It's hard to come up with a common, hey, this is going to work. Let's do it. You know, Dale's been very adamant this week that he's leaning on Jimmy, and they've gone to Jimmy's setup, and, and they're running, you know, Jimmy's all-star setup at, 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 for the 600. That's hard to do. Like, you know, somebody asked me the other day, they're like, well, how hard would it be for you to change, like, how you, how you drive the race car to match somebody else's driving style? I said, start riding with your left hand. Right, like that's basically you, you learn something and you get used to it, and it's like you're trying to change everything you know is right and all you know the feel and try to learn how to write with your left hand. Some people can do it, some people can't. I'm, I'll give I'm you, I'll give you an can't. example of of how we share uh, notes and things like that with the addition of Michael and being new to the team and with William. You know, they we have somewhat structured our five car to. Okay, we're going to mimic that nine car, that one car this week. We know they ran good there last year. And that's kind of our baseline till we get to where we know, okay, these are the types of trends Michael likes or Michael needs. You know, then we sort of work toward, okay, we know Michael likes this, this, and this. We can veer off of that. But we start each week. And if you get off in practice that, you know, hey, the, the seven car's running really good and we're struggling, Friday after practice, we will, it's, and it's we will throw in, you know, somebody else's setup to a T, you yeah. know. So it's the the engineering department, the crew chiefs, they do a phenomenal job of keeping up with that and talking to each other. All four crew chiefs, I don't know if you know this. They go to lunch like every day. They go to lunch every day, but when we're on the road, they ride in the car together. Yeah. So those four guys, you know, they're debriefing the whole way back to the hotel. Whether, you know, and it's funny because talking to my crew chief, he said some – random conversational spark 
an interest or an idea for something to move forward on a car or a better idea on something. So it's good that those guys all ride together. Well, here's the other thing, though, too, that, that is very interesting. So every crew chief has a different background, just like all of us drivers do, right? So, like, Jason Stockert, which is the, the five-car crew chief, his first go-to might be right rear spring, right? Like, that's that's just been what he's – Yeah. like, that's what he's been – like, that's his – he feels like that that is the, the – the biggest change every time he's ever done it, so he's going to go there. My crew chief may say, well, you know what, Wedge? Wedge is the big deal for me. Like, that's that's an area that I feel like is a big help. Elliot's crew chief, uh, Kevin, may say, uh, you know, maybe it's track bar. He right. wants to move the track bar. Or Dave uh, Williams' crew chief might say, you know what, I want to I move front-end geometry or front-end springs. You know, so everybody's got their thing that they go to. Like, that's their first instinct to go to. And our engineers are the same way. Like, we have an engineer for each car that's kind of coming up with setups, and, and they're kind of the same way. They they have their own style. They have their own, you know, their own personalities. Like, they all do their own thing. That being said, none of them are too good to say, hey, you know what? We're getting our butts kicked right now. Yeah. We need to go, like, we need to look at the notes. And, and we update our notes. So, like, as we make a change, Live. we have one engineer that his job is to keep everybody else updated as to what we're doing. So, during practice, if somebody makes a, an air pressure adjustment, a quarter of a pound air pressure adjustment, we all know it within 30 seconds. You know, so that's the kind of stuff that's, that's really cool. And I think that that's what makes... Like, you know, we've talked about, we don't have a big shop here. We don't have a ton of employees. We don't have... You know, we don't have some of the resources that some of these these bigger teams have. We outwork them and we outsmart them and we do a better job than they do more efficiently. And and, and some days I I wish we had more people, but for the most part, I really feel like the way our shop is and the way that it operates, it couldn't be better with the people that we have. So yeah. it's kind of a it's kind of a twofold. I hope we answered your question there, but uh, yeah, it was really good. We also look better. We also yeah, look we, better. We've yes. got another question. This is Travis. Uh, hey Justin. Hey buddy. Uh, so. Next year, say if you run the 500 and Junior comes back for one race, he coming out of turn four, you're in second, he's in first. He comes across your nose on the final lap. Do you lift or do you spin him? I mean, you got to wreck him, right? You got to wreck him. <laughs> and here's the thing, though. But here's the thing, though. I think Dale would answer that question the same way. Absolutely. Like if he's if he's in the way, and he's not fast enough to win the race, I don't like. One thing I know about Dale, Dale doesn't like gimmies, right? Like he likes winning races. Don't get me wrong, but but I don't know that he ever likes a gimme. He'd rather be the fastest car and win a race outright and battle it out. Like, I wish, I'll be honest with you, I wish every race could come down to, um, if you remember Kurt Busch and, and Ricky Craven at, at Darlington. Darlington. Like, I wish every race could come down to that. Like, that, how amazing would that be? I'm not sure that everybody would want that, but. Fab Shop doesn't. The Fab Shop does not. No, you're right. They ran 500 miles at Darlington and destroyed those cars on the last lap and a half. But if you're in victory lane, does it really matter? Yeah, but one guy wasn't. Well, <laughs> don't be that one guy, right? That's the answer. Fair enough. Mike, you got any more questions? I don't know. I've just been chit-chatting with old friends over here. This is Carrie from Arkansas. You're still living in Arkansas, aren't you? Yeah. Whereabouts? Fordash. Fordash. You know I, got a, I got a good buddy that lives, that's from Cabot. He lives here now. but. Okay, I'm about 60 miles south of that. All right, I like it. Good deer hunting. Good deer hunting? I'm in. Can I come? Yeah. You're All free, right. man. Just show up. I got to only go hunting one time last year because of the scheduling, and it was terrible. And Dale, Dale posts pictures all the time of being hunting, and I'm like, man, I'm jealous. I guarantee you, Big Buck, just show up. All right. <laughs> Dale, this is great. Yeah, I mean, listen, you just answered a question I think Kerry had because he just asked me, he goes, you know, what are we going to do after Dale's not racing? Who am I going to cheer for? Listen, 
I think you just found your answer, didn't you? Yeah, if he shows up to deer hunt. All right. Yeah. That's a, I mean, that's a terrible, that's a terrible trade-off, isn't it? I get to go deer hunting for him to be a fan. Yeah, he'll be your fan. Yeah. yeah, I'm in. Deal. All paid, man. Just show up. Hey, is that an open invitation for like all of us, right, guys? Come on. I mean, who wants to deer hunt? Deer hunt at Carrie's place. There you go. No, Jason. What I was going to ask you is this: If you had to do it all over again, what mistake that you possibly have made that you would change to get you to where you are today? Great question. That is a great question. Go um, deep on that one. You know, here's the thing that I that I struggle with. There's a lot of there's a lot of people and there's a lot of things in my life that that uh, that I've been fortunate enough to be around and have helped me get to this part. And, and I, I think that that's something that sometimes goes unsaid, right? So no matter what situation you're in, there's always people and background stories to all of it. Probably the thing that I, I regret the most is that I didn't enjoy the moment more when I was in it because there's a lot of things that I got – I probably got too far, you know, overthought it and got too far out outside of where I should have been um, no, most notably when I came into the sport. You know, I came in driving for – Penske Racing and, and, and Mr. Penske and I had a really cool sponsor and I had all these things going and I I honestly overthought the whole situation and ran myself out of a out of you know it, circumstances ended the way that they ended and it wasn't anything I could do different but but I probably overthought things and, and pushed things to that point um, which I'm really disappointed at but on the flip side of it I could look back and say, okay, every regret that I have has actually made something else happen because of it. So I have, I really have no regrets because I look back and I say, man, I wouldn't have ended up here. How cool is it that I get to drive for Dale Jr.? You know, I'm watching the guy go through his retirement season. Uh, not that I want to watch that, right? Because I'm, I'm as much a fan of Dale's as y'all are. But, you know, how cool is that? Like, I get to drive for the guy on his retirement season. Like, that's that's incredible. Uh, so, you know, I, I, I have no, I have no regrets, and the things that I would have thought would have been a regret have just been life lessons that have gotten me to where I'm at. So, yeah, I'm good, I'm happy. So, we got yeah. another question over here, Justin. Hi, Justin. Congratulations on the uh, Dasher Cash. Thank you, thank you. And uh, second of all, if you're representing a fallen soldier, can you let us know a little bit about who you're representing? I don't think we have people on our car this week. I believe it's um, Daytona, though. Yes, yeah, so, we so, so Cup does here for their Fallen Soldiers, and we do Daytona. So uh, I'm a little disappointed, though, because I, I wish we did. You know, our military, our men and women that serve in the military, um, if any of you out there are military right now, we can't say thank you enough. Thank you very much. We appreciate your service. Thank you all very much. Um, you know, I, I'll be honest with you. I love the fact that we do special, uh, you know, special paint schemes, and we've got, uh, I know we have a patriotic paint scheme for, for Daytona when we do on our service, uh, men and women. Um, here, we've got the banner across the front windshield. There's a lot of really cool things. That's something that I feel like our, our sport does very well. NASCAR does a very good job of, is, is representing and, and trying to thank our military. Unfortunately, there isn't enough colors decals, paint schemes, autograph sessions, no matter what you want to call it, to, to, to really thank the servicemen and women enough for what they do. I, I had a grandfather that was in the, the military, he was in the Navy, and uh, one of the coolest things before he passed away was, was being able to sit and listen to the stories, you know, and, and meet a lot of his friends that he served with that were on the ship with him. And uh, so I, I'm always 
I'm always open for a good conversation. Anybody ever wants to have a conversation about the military, I'm always open for that. So when we go to Daytona, I will make sure if you listen to the podcast, I will make sure that I tell you who is on our car and the backstory behind it. Is that a deal? All right. Perfect. I like it. All right. Well, I, I think I think we're done. I lost my show sheet anyway, so I think we're done. Um, we appreciate. No, I'm good. Uh, we, uh, we we covered all of that. We did good, but we do appreciate y'all. Um, thank you guys so much for coming out here, hanging out with us at Junior Motorsports Fan Day. I hope y'all have a good time. We have to thank K1 Speed. If if you have some free time today, the K1 Speed is over in Concord. What I'm not really today? Speedway. It's uh it's any time that you want to go over there. They're over there by the racetrack. It is an awesome yeah. facility, and uh, it's air-conditioned. Uh, old memorabilia from... A lot of old racing. Yep. Mr. Hendrick put a lot of stuff over there. Yeah. It's air-conditioned, and you get to go drive fast. There's your answer. You can go You can go um, get your thrills. We could have a... We could, we could have a... Uh-oh. Are we losing it again? It was going now we're gonna lose the whole we're gonna lose the whole banner. All right. Natalie's gonna have a heart attack before yeah. the end of the day. But but definitely go check it out. Yep. They are uh, they are great people. They tell thanks again to everybody for there. coming out to Fan Day. Make sure you see all these vendors out here. They're yep. they're great partners of Junior Motorsports, and they're part of the reason we all get to do what we do. Yes. And if you got an autograph wristband, I'll see you in a little bit. If you don't, I apologize. I'll still I'll try be signing autographs without wristbands. I, 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 I've signed a lot of autographs already, and I'll, I'll make sure that we get a lot of them too for him. So. All right. Thanks, thank you all. You've been listening to Junior Motorsports Upfront, brought to you by K1 Speed. To find a K1 Speed karting facility near you, go to k1speed.com. 